Hello there, welcome to Riot Act Reviews. This is the part of the Riot Act podcast, the show as part of the Riot Act podcast where Renfrey and I, my name's Stephen Hill by the way, hello, how are you doing, I hope you're good. This is where Renfrey and I, Renfrey Deadman, who's there with me, becloaked once again. Hello. You can tell we're recording in the morning, the light's shining yep. on my face. Yeah, like a, like a vampire. Like a vampire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, you alright? Good? Yeah man, I'm good, I'm good. I'm um very excited to talk about this record mm, me too good day gonna to be talking about this record mm. i'm going i'm gonna get this over and done with because uh, yeah actually so here's uh, before we get started this is the two different approaches to uh, approaching this record renfrey yesterday uh, said to me i need to do this a little bit later in the morning because i'm gonna have two more listens to it because i've made 800 pages of notes uh, 800, pa- 800 pages that'd be ridiculous 800 words of notes already on this album i have got um about 30 notes on this record <laughs> and i could have done the review for it about seven seconds after i listened to it the first time through because it's just unfucking deniable we're going to be talking about the world is going to ruin you by vain fm the band formerly known as vain uh, the second studio album from the youthful Bostonian hardcore band, the follow-up to their much-hyped and much-admired 2018 debut album, Arizona, which was my, maybe both of our, favourite debut album of the year 2018. I do remember that it was definitely mine. I think it just pipped Maya by Conjurer that year for that, that position in our top 20 albums of the year. Don't know if I still stand by that now. I might do. Hmm doesn't really matter i liked mm. it a lot that's the mm. point basically mm. Mm. um it was super high in my list uh, top 10 definitely i think i think in mine it was top five um off the top of my head i want to say i put it at number four if i recall i think correctly. it was six in mine if i remember yeah, rightly yeah basically we both really loved the first album thought it yeah, was yeah. absolutely fantastic i think the criticisms that we saw about it which i imagine we may go into later in this review i think we thought were very surface level and mm-hmm. not particularly like worth listening to particularly and um yeah fantastic fantastic record absolutely amazing i I've been sort of ringing the bell for this band since I heard that very short and lovely. You know how I love a four-track short EP from a heavy band. They did a split with Gift of, Gift from, from God, mm. 2017. Mm. Ever since I heard that, I was like, "This is fucking brilliant. This band are great." I really, really listen. Great. I mean, it's incredibly easy to listen to that from a time point of view because, as we've stated several times before, I think the vain songs are less than five minutes those four songs you know are less than five minutes they're part of that ep um but i mean i still regularly listen to those four songs i don't know if i'm walking somewhere and an album's run out i've still got another five minutes ten minutes to go before i get to my destination whack, whack on the vain ep you know because if you if you can't grab that burnt by the sun ep <laughs> in time yeah. you can listen to that vain ep that's yeah. and you know i've spoken about how like five minutes of just like ah and then you're gone is chef's kiss the burp by the say. sun ep is like twice as long isn't it uh it's eight minutes yeah so it's just Almost, under twice. yeah it's not far off no mm. um so the chat from the last album Arizona, was about how that much the band had adopted some sort of new metal tropes in there and sort of flavors within the sound of 
the album and how that was sort of differentiated from the like we say kind of white hot blasting noise and hardcore that they had done prior to that and there was I a def- think- there was a, a subtle but a definite shift between the ep stuff and the arizona stuff wasn't there yeah not sure it was that subtle mm. i think it was quite a clear shift actually i mean pretty clear shift I felt, into i found it relatively subtle but yeah I, I appreciate there's a lot of people who didn't find it subtle for sure. yeah i didn't i mean i can see why people thought you know it was still fucking heavy i mean we're talking about new metal we're not talking about it sounding like edema i just no. think when people talk about new metal I, I mean i've said this a bunch of times before just because you say new metal doesn't mean you're talking about edema or huberstank or do you know what i mean the kind of or pod or some of the more or lincoln park or the softer parts of new metal there were still some new metal bands who had really really sat like slipknot were a new metal band for the first album that Mudvayne That's album, too, LD, yeah, that that Mudvayne album is heavy when it wants mm-hmm. to be heavy. It's really, really fucking heavy. Yep. You know, it's the first couple great of cor- as well. That, yeah, that the first album. couple of Corn albums are really, really heavy. Mm-hmm. They're really heavy, mm-hmm. and you know, there were a load of bands who were chucked in with that new metal stuff. I guess prior to the massive commercial boom of it, where you were like, well, this is undeniably very, very heavy. Static X's first couple of albums, they're heavy. You know, so I don't see that just saying new metal is like going, oh, you mean it's watered down, blah, 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 blah. No, that's not what I mean. I mean, it has the hallmarks of that genre. And I think Arizona definitely did have the kind of manic drumming, the kind of quiet, quiet, boom and burst dynamics of, of new metal. Catchy hooks, a little bit more melodiousm in it certainly elongating the songs and making them sort of a bit bouncier definitely helped but what's interesting about this is i think the from what i've seen there are now people who have done a bit like what they did with that code orange single um is that there are people who are now going oh well vain now now they've done that once they're going to get more new metal they're going to get more commercial they're going to become more easy to listen to and palatable and they're going to go for that kind of um red state hard rock big you know danny Weaver presents um festival slot thing that's what they're going to go for um and people are already like oh, i will yeah they suck now and they've decided even though they haven't heard this record they've decided ah oh, this is where they go full-blown new metal and i i'm not going to listen to it i'm not interested they've sold out without even hearing it um because random people know best eh? that's definitely true that's definitely true because on this evidence that is fucking bullshit and funnily enough vain of i guess pulled in iowa here oh very interesting comparison very very interesting comparison. i mean i didn't want to labor the slipknot stuff too much. Okay. Um, right, then let's just, say just, they just, pulled, pulled a only... great southern trenkill here. Then <laughs> that's not bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's quite. Uh, on, only because, I mean, there is a point later in the review where I will make a Slipknot comparison. But, but uh, you know, just to say that, like, a, a, one of the things that Vane got accused of a lot, you know, the the really the trolls and stuff, and the people who were just very dismissive, like, listened to a track and went, "Oh, it just sounds like the first Slipknot album," you know. Um, just I think primarily because there's a drum and bass break for about a second in the first song, more or less. 
Like, I mean, I, their drummer is something else. Right? Oh, absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. Absolutely mm. phenomenal. But I think people heard you've that. you've got it, flaunt it. You know, we've all seen RuPaul, RuPaul's Drag Race. If you've learned anything from that. If you've got it, flaunt it. I think that's what they say. But so, I, yeah, Fane's drummer, you go, girl. I think people literally heard that second, immediately made the Slipknot connection. Because, you know, it does remind you of Eyeless, that bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and went, oh, well, that's what this is then. That's what the whole yeah. of this album is, which it fucking wasn't um, at all. Um, but yes, I mean, just to, just to finish up on the new metal stuff super, super quickly, whether you're a fan of the genre or not, um, there is plenty that can be mined from that genre. You know, take out the misogyny and the shitty lyrics and the shitty rapping and stuff, but bring in elements of the groove and the the down-tuned savagery of it and the bounce and stuff take those good elements from it and infuse it within this uh chaotic industrial hardcore Hardcore. yeah yeah grindcore parts and parts that's a fascinating that that's a great amalgam especially if you can keep the intensity and the heaviness which Spoiler alert, Vane 100% do. Um, But they also go into other areas on this album, which, you know, could be seen as a red flag as being a bit more commercial in some people's eyes. There are more melodic, clean vocals. For example... Shoegazy-esque vocals, yeah. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. absolutely. There are... There are whole tracks where, like, the main part, the main... There's two tracks at least. I think it's probably only two, to be fair. But there's two tracks. True. Towards it and towards the end, aren't they? They're two yeah. the kind of longest end two. Where the predominant instrument in the track is piano, probably. You know, stuff like this. So there are things. However, but 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 but, but for the record, before because I'm sure we will get into a bit more. For the record, when I hear that piano, I mean, if you're like I don't know, if you're a hardcore obsessive, um. I mean, we might not be the people for you for this review, if that's the case, because I know I've got a bit of a reputation, a long-standing reputation for being really, really into hardcore. And I love hardcore. But at this point, it's funny. One of my mates the other day said, oh, one of my mates, um, he works with this guy, and he's really, really into hardcore, and he just listened to hardcore. And I reckon you'd get on... I'd love to introduce you. I reckon you'd get on really well with him. And I sort of went... Was it a mirror? I, no, I, and I was like, no, no. And I went, I, I don't think I would. I don't think I. I don't think at this point in my life, if someone said to me, "Oh, you like hardcore?" And I go, "Yeah, I love it." Yeah, me too. I just listened to hardcore. I'd probably go, "You're not going to want to listen to me talk about Tears for Fears, don't are you?" Mate? Yeah, you can't. You can't talk to them about you too. I can't. I mean, I can. They just don't want to hear it. They'll leave. They'll leave, won't they? They'll leave. They'll <laughs> leave. leave. They'll go. Jesus. Oh, Why well, I thought you liked Jesus piece. It's like, I do. <laughs> I like. But I like both. What's wrong with that? Anyway, but when I, because, yeah, but there were people who'd be going, oh, piano, oh, that's not anything to do with hardcore at all. The piano on this is far more relative to something like Paradise Lost, something really doomy and heavy. This isn't Vanessa Colton. This ain't Jamie It's not Jamie Cullum, no. This is like heavy, booming piano and i think they use the piano in the same way as they use the guitars when they want to make a really kind of huge doomy sound so i think it's actually it's a quite a consistent approach in 
um, in, intent behind whatever instrument it is they're using. Absolutely. The, the, in, the intent throughout this record, no matter what they're doing, I think that's one of the most impressive things about this record is a lot of bands just make a heavy record. And they just go blast beats, we drum really fast, we tune everything down and we'll just go to the vocalist will just go ah through the whole and mm. that means we and that means we're heavy. Yeah. That is this plus that is da 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 equals we are a heavy band. And you know, I'm not gonna sit here and say that that stuff isn't sort of sonically extreme or mm. aggressive or whatever. But it's far more interesting, isn't it, surely, to try and do that with a myriad of different styles and a myriad of different instruments and vain do that here i don't think the intent to kind of slit your throat ever goes or to pummel you but it's just they're using piano electronics soulful vocals um shoegazy parts doom hardcore Mm -hmm. drum and bass Mm -hmm. um weird little kind of electronic parts as well you know there's a there's just a lot of different ways to skin a cat and they've skinned quite a lot of cats although i don't um you don't condone that sort of behavior. i don't condone that sort of behavior at all mm, mm. we should probably say that as far as we're aware vain the members have vain have not skinned any cats uh yeah. but yes um i completely agree i think um they're just you know to speak in my wanky way they're just broadening their palette aren't they and they're just um mm-hmm. They're still trying to sort of, you know, this record is constantly unnerving, even when it's quieter. And there are quiet, there are quiet moments on this, um, on this record. They 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 all come towards the end, but they they are definitely definitely, or the majority of them, but they are definitely definitely quiet moments on this record. Um, but but it is always within a, within with the the means is always to at the very least unnerve you uh, i mean and during the really chaotic most bits. of the time to fuck you right up yeah <laughs> yeah exactly yeah, yeah. but to i think really fuck you right up but as, as this is the, you know like like i was saying that those elements on paper could sound like oh no this band are softening the edges and they are looking to to, to come to this um from a far more sort of commercial looking standpoint that is total like that is not the case that has not happened in the slightest they have found a way to incorporate those elements while still retaining that really really heavy edge i think fear in Nonfiction is the second song they released mm-hmm. from the record and i think that is a class example of managing to retain the elements that make you super 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 heavy whilst also Mani- managing to put in a melodic I'm going to call it a chorus a melodic refrain which works you know which works really 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 well and it doesn't doesn't feel like it's um it doesn't feel like it softens the edges of any other part of the song I think I think it's it can be incredibly difficult to get hooks into this style of music especially when it's incredibly chaotic a lot of the time and Vane managed to add hooks in all sorts of unorthodox strange ways but Fear in Nonfiction is one of those times when they add a hook which actually is a little bit more common or, or basically it's a vocal melodic hook but it works mm. really 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 well and there's a few of those scattered throughout the records but 
the other way that they use hooks, like it might just be a, a very short, sharp cymbal crash, or it might be a guitar riff, or it might be a sample even, you know, it could, the sample could be the hook, but it's the bit that you can imagine everyone sort of stopping and shouting back at the band during a, during a live set. Um, and I think they integrate those really, really smartly because the album remains chaotic but yet those little parts in the songs are effectively uh, landmarks which guide you through the record so if you ever feel lost you'll wait for this landmark which could just be a ding uh like literally in some cases and then you go okay yeah i know where i am again and i think that Mm. is a phenomenal skill a phenomenal skill especially for a band who as we speak now, have only been well. They've been around for nine years because they've been do they've been putting out various EPs and stuff like. That. They formed in 2013, but you know, they've only really started to um, pump things up in the last sort of three, four, five years. I think mm-hmm. it's extraordinary. Like it is a really extraordinary talent to be able to do that. Uh, and there's a lot of bands trying to do this sort of thing at the moment, and a lot of them are very good, but very few of them are vain good. I think. And it is the hooks for me that are... The, I mean, there's two things why I fucking love this album. One, the fact that it's probably the most extreme thing they've done. Overall, I would say this is the heaviest sounding release they put out. Even heavier, a, cer- certainly heavier than Arizona, yes, without any question. What I was which about is to say. Definitely more. And I think because those those that five minutes you get on the you know the ep that we were speaking about is just like done you are just like okay but because this is heavy in you know what i mean like people no one would fucking bat an eyelid if you said black sabbath were really heavy no and the opening you know the the second you get that massive caustic crunch like i say doom metal-esque crunch and like at the start of welcome home i was like oh my fucking god (laughs) i was like oh fuck me this is like as this is heavy in a different sort of way to hardcore and a different sort of way to grindcore it's sort of doomy heavy and then when that you say about kind of peppering like just hooks and stuff throughout the album the killing womb which is the first single Um, that just like occasional plink of the piano plink 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 that comes in which reminds me a little bit of the paper chase who obviously yeah, i've spoken about a hell of a lot before actually. like you know the paper and the paper chase are way heavier than that album that we spoke about the hide the kitchen knives is like way heavier than pretty much any death metal album do you know what i mean it is like it's a horrible record it's a really unsettling like ugh, ugh, I feel dirty when I listen to it. Do you know what I mean? Just sort of like ugh, ugh, I feel fucking ill now from listening to that record. But it's got that kind of really unsettling, like ugh, creepy sort of nastiness to it. That song, but it's also really just fast and hard and powerful, and it's got loads of screaming, downtuned riffs and brutality and the kind of thing that you would expect from a quote-unquote hardcore band. Mm-hmm. And there's mm-hmm. plenty on here where I've, you know, where I've just gone minute long grindcore fucking but brutality I, uh, but you know but that only tells kind of half the story because they, they they are better at doing that than most bands yes definitely but but the, but the fact that there is so much more to this album than just that i mean 
we raved about that Pupil Slicer album from last year because mm-hmm. it's fucking excellent. It's fucking amazing. Like, they're great, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't think, even with all the, t- you know, the fact they're in the three-piece and stuff, we're just like, God, this is incredible. But that is an oral battery on kind of, I was going to say one note. It's more like two notes, two and a half notes. It's a kind of a, it's, it's kind of a one-two punch. Whereas Vane is like, they're peppering you with, stabs and a fork in the eye and then an uppercut and then a chainsaw down the back and like do you know what i mean and then a fucking headlock and then throw boiling hot oil in your face it's like getting it's like getting killed by all these things at once rather than just like smacked in the face over and over again and i think that is what is so great about this record i know exactly what you mean i mean if they took that as the poor quote out of context i'm not sure if they'd sell many records but yes i you're right and i do know what you mean i've written the lariest fucking review that i've ever written for metal hammer yeah i read it i was just like (laughs) just turns like someone shitting on your i think i took that bit out about it sounds like someone who's just had a jaeger bomb and a kebab squatting over your chest (laughs) shitting on you mm. um yes uh, I, th- that leads me on to a, a point actually uh a lot of the really heavy shit on this record like you say the, those sort of grindcore influences almost is saved for the very short songs. so there's a 66 second inside design which is breathtaking by the way that is a breathtakingly intense song it's fucking brilliant uh or the 91 second lights out you know these are the really really heavy pummeling just like stab 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 songs to continue this quite horrible analogy that we've uh Mm. come up with um whereas the darker more atmospheric stuff actually tends to be the slightly longer songs Uh, i mean to put it into context the longer songs on this record bar one or two exceptions we're talking two and a half minutes or three and a half minutes that kind of thing you know there's there's an exception or two towards the end um but you know and and it's actually only of the 12 songs on here only four of them tip over the three minute mark yeah 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 and and that that means that the ideas are coming thick and fast and everything's changing quite a lot you know for a record which is effectively just finding different ways to kill you uh it is um extraordinarily diverse in its 32 minutes it's around 32 minutes long um what i really like about the fact that the really really heavy shit is quite short and then the the more atmospheric slow menacing shit is a bit more drawn out that's usually the opposite of what bands like this do they usually try and like pummel you and it's like intense 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 hardcore heavy for five minutes two minutes in it's already lost its potency because you know we're doing the same thing over and over again and then they'll follow it up with some warbly synth for 59 seconds which gives you a breather for a bit and then they go into five minutes of pummeling again and that does not make for a dynamically engaging record i mean the amount of fucking look I appreciate the work, but the amount of fucking records like that <laughs> I've had to review for Metal Hammer, they can all get in the fucking bin. Seriously. Um, but Vain are nothing if not dynamically engaging, you know, and the way that they manage to keep you engaged throughout the record is astonishing. And and for me, that is why they are better than 95% of their peers, Vain. Yeah. 
and they can make 90 seconds sound like a fucking prog epic as well there's a song called magazine sonic called magazine beach it's about 90 seconds long right and yeah. you get this kind of shoegazy vocal start and this mad drum part and then it it goes into this sort of tiny little bit of almost like soul vocal at the end right at the very end for like i mean i'm talking literally at, at most two seconds <laughs> two if that i mean it might be a second mm. it might be one second but it's so impactful it's literally the, the last second of the song and it's just like that's fucking incredible what an incredible thing to do it's fucking great and then inside design you mentioned inside design as well 66 seconds long right and it is really short obviously but it's weirdly i think probably the most kind of new metally bouncing one there is there's a little bit of the new metal bounce in it mm. but there's also like grindcore it's got this death metal vocal trading off alongside the kind of hardcore vocals massive bounce and a load of weird samples peppered all over mm. it mm. 66 seconds you think fuck me that's more stuff than some bands do over a 55 minute long deathcore album do you know what i mean there's more ideas in that song than there is on the new saxon album and I've not heard the new Saxon album, but I guarantee no, I you there are more ideas on that song than there are on the new Saxon album. <laughs> Guaranteed. Yeah. Weird, weird comparison to compare them to Saxon anyway, <laughs> but I get what you're saying. I'm just saying. saying. Yeah. <laughs> just saying. Fair play to Saxon. They have got they have got an idea. <laughs> I mean, I think they got it in about 1978 and they've just been working that yeah. into their music ever since. But... Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, you want to talk about the last couple of songs because I think you know the again when I talk about the the Paradise Lossy piano, the piano, the more threatening part of the record towards the end. The last two songs are the only time it goes over four minutes. Wavery's four minutes forty one. Funeral Sounds is seven minutes. Now Funeral Sounds is amazing, mm. I think, mm. and what an amazing way to end the record. Seven minutes. I looked at it and I was like, oh, they're gonna just draw out some sort of long ambient thing like a lot of metal bands do and they sort of do start by doing that and then there's a, a bit of a kind of alt rock bit towards the middle and mm. then it gets really brutal and then it just sort of fizzles out and it's it's a re again like it's a really really cool way to end the record and it does sort of point at the fact that vein are going we know the sort of tropes of metal. You put that long, kind of ambient, weird track towards the end. At the end. But we're, at, yeah. we're actually going to fuck around with that formula a little bit yeah. and do something a little bit different with it, which I thought was cool. It almost felt like a kind of meta nod to, look, we know what most heavy bands do and it's kind of shit. So we're going to do we're going to do it, but we're going to do it much better and we're going to do it differently. That's a, that's a really interesting point because what I had put in my notes about funeral uh, funeral sound is that um, the individual elements of the song are incredibly cliched, incredibly cliched. So the slow, ominous piano intro that builds glacially over sort of three minutes or so before everything stops and a creepy sample of a spooky girl comes in. I see dead people. Kind of thing. And it's like, <laughs> oh my God, so far so cliched as fuck do we and have then, to get clearance for that sample yeah we might do use? actually oh shit mm. yeah um and then um you know and then and then it all gets heavy towards the end i mean like in terms of the individual elements used and the structure of it and the way it's put together cliche city however 
vain just do it better than most other people <laughs> and 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 yeah i mean it'd be interesting to know the thought process with that was that a fuck you we're gonna do this cliche thing but we're just gonna do it better than you do it i don't know i have no idea i don't Who know what it but it is it was an interesting one because when i first heard it i was unsure about it because i was like oh, this is just using things that have been used and utilized in a way that's been done a million times before and what i did what i like about Vane is they don't do that but given a couple more listens i was just like yeah but it's just fucking great isn't it like it is really really fucking good and speaking of fucking good i mean this is the where this is where the slipknot comparison in comes in so i know you're mm-hmm. so you're, it sounds like you're saving wavery um Wavery for me is Slipknot's scissors updated for the 21st century, uh, in my opinion. I know Vane got a lot of comparisons to that first Slipknot record, uh, in particular with Arizona, and I don't want to encourage that then, and I don't really want to encourage it now, because I think it's a very surface-level interpretation of Vane's sound. But Wavery does everything that scissors set out sets out to do in its sort of unnerving tension and its menace and that build to something truly devastating and it does it in half the time and there they are two songs that are certainly comparable and if we're gonna bring objectivity into it as i like to do wavery is a better song than scissors and so i don't think scissors is that great to be honest so yeah um... we we have discussed this privately i know i i do i certainly i loved scissors back in the day i don't think scissors has aged very well is what I would say. And that's partly why I said it feels like this is the 21st century version of Scissors, you know. Um, you know, you might not even be a big fan of the Slipknot comparisons vein, and I totally get why, but feel free to use better than Slipknot as a pull quote in your press materials because I think in this case it absolutely is. Um, it's like, certainly better than anything Slipknot have put out since Volume 3, this album. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know that's not a particularly... Uh, the last Slipknot album was really good, but it was really good considering they'd released two... Fe- I mean, one absolute terrible I, album. And I, I mean... Fi- point five, The Grey Chapter is all right, I suppose. Like I say, that song... I, I, I didn't... I, I don't want to go too strongly on the Slipknot comparison because I do think it's really surface level and we're definitely better than that. But that song did 100% you are (laughs) (laughs) that song 100% reminded me of scissors and and i thought it was a much uh better much more powerful and half the length much briefer version of it you know and yeah yeah but you'll get no argument from me at all as someone who's not even that bothered by the song that you're talking about in the first yeah. place and who thinks wavery is fucking amazing I mean, not I think... not also just to point out very quickly before we move on not to say that that was the band's intention i don't think they set set out to write oh let's just redo scissors and do it better that's i don't believe no well i mean like i hadn't that, actually but... picked up on that at all it sounded like scissors but i can see what you're saying because yeah. when they get slower and a bit more threatening it does feel really threatening Sinister. and um Sinister. and it's just another yeah sinister string to their bow and what can i say about this record i mean they're just the best at doing this manic as fuck grinding hardcore thing they're one of the best bands in their field at doing that i mean i feel like the obvious the really obvious comparison would be code orange that would be the really obvious i don't think this sounds like underneath at all but i think 
considering the sort of scene they've come from and how much they're fucking with the formula of what that scene usually does i think the the code orange comparisons are like kind of obvious and i think at this point in their career compared to code orange you know code orange is where code orange were at this point in their career and where vain are in their point in, the, in, in those similar periods i think what, so Iron very king up against this yeah. basically mm-hmm. yeah i mean this is I better would prob- than i am king i think this is better than i am king yeah i mean i'm not gonna they obviously they, they they've got some way to go before i think i am king is great you know i, I am king is a really is is a, is a really great record but it's really mm. for me the next two where that band stepped up to be like absolutely fucking world class mm. i think vane have got there a little bit earlier you know i mm. think vane have got there a little bit earlier i think this record is fucking spectacular and yeah. um it, like we've already said it does a lot it does so much 32 minutes i i have got to the point in my life i mean this is this is what i will say i think we've said this privately i'm we've done this year we've done in terms of the sort of heavy bands that we've reviewed and the heavy albums that we've reviewed Rolo tomasi i think is is wicked but i kind of like the less heavy stuff on that mm-hmm. you know um i was more surprised and impressed by the less heavy stuff on the venom prison album although i think the venom prison album is great all the way through and i think they're a really fucking great death metal band who have added loads more to their kind of palette um the corn album sounds like corn (laughs) do you know what i mean like hooray we'll take it in you know kind of 20 nearly 30 years into their career you'll absolutely take that um uh cult luna i thought was you know is again their their back catalog is so fucking spectacular that you just expect them to release really 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 amazing records um which did i think as i said in the review dull the impact for me for a little bit but i feel a little bit like having listened to quite a lot of heavy music this year i'm not interested in heavy music at this point unless it's really 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 kind of hit like hitting incredibly hard like incredibly hard so all of the albums that i like thus far this year in heavy there's one coming up in a few weeks which is more of a sort of punk album really which is phenomenal just Mm. because of how hard it hits and i know exactly what you're talking about i know you do i know you do and if you're not hitting me with that level you know at the moment when it comes to sort of heavy stuff i tend to just listen to lots of old death metal and lots of you know early noughties hardcore and so i need an album like this is what will get my attention getting an album being like oh it's a bit like you know sort of metalcore and blah blah but yeah don't care not interested oh it's like a sort of gajiri type thing but it's like kind of mid-period gajira but it's, uh, it's like I, I i'm not interested in that i don't that like i can i will i will look at it and like you say objectively go oh is, is it any good and i'll see what they're doing it's interesting but in terms of actually going back to it and wanting to listen to it i'm absolutely not going to do that i'm you, absolutely you want not to, going to do that but you, this you want extremes you're what you want extremes is what you're saying effectively isn't I it think, i think i think yeah ultimately whether whether yeah. it's extremes in the really 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 heavy direction or that it's extremes in the complete opposite direction you either want it to be super super fucking heavy and in your face or like in a totally different genre like say the gang of use album which you know i've continued yeah. to listen to religiously yeah, practically yeah. <laughs> practically every single day um yeah I'm, i i mean i agree with you i feel like i was 
there about five years ago <laughs> in in my music listening life to be totally honest um but but yeah i mean i i 100 percent agree with you i, I kind mm. of like but I mean, I think I, I also think that's a taste. Unless you thing, are, you know. ab- yeah. Unless you are absolutely exceptional songwriters. I mean, yeah. there are exceptions to that rule. Definitely. I, would say. I mean, I was listening to the. I know you won't agree with this, but I listened to the um, the BBC session, the architects at the at Abbey Road mm. with the orchestra, and I think mm. it's fucking amazing. It's much better than the album. Just as a little spoiler, I don't even know if it's out yet, but I think that's better than the original. And those for those that wish to exist album, I think it sounds loads better mm. so um you know i'll definitely go back to that that's kind of feels like the definitive statement the definitive version of that record for me it's really really good um but yeah but i just feel like nothing is going to grab me unless it is making me go holy shit and you know just another kind of metalcore album is just you know it's just not going to do that as much as something like this because this is genuinely unsettling mm. and that's kind of what you want in it mm. it is fantastic and i suppose in some ways you know it's um the cliched thing of the heavier bits are heavier and the lighter bits are lighter, bits are lighter. Mm. you know and, and and you know it is that but to be honest that's what you want a band to do on their second record you want to you want them to take the blueprint of the first one, fuck with it, and expand on it. And that's exactly yep. what Vane have done, you know. And I think as a result, I think the world is going to ruin you as a masterpiece mm. from beginning Fucking to end. It's one of the most exciting new releases from a new band in the world right now. I, I really hope that the hookier elements are hooky enough to bring people in who wouldn't normally listen to... Uh, a sort of chaotic hardcore record i think that remains to be seen but i I would love Mm. to see that um because to my ears the world is going to ruin you does not feel like a compromise in any way shape or form it feels like an evolution and one that Mm. proves that the hype that surrounded this band around the release of their debut and even just prior to that with the gift from god split is well and truly justified i agree it's fucking brilliant it's Vane FM. The world is going to ruin you. That's what it's called. Go and listen to it when it comes out on Friday, if you're listening to this. This album is going Episode to murder of, you, is what they should have called It's going to shit video. on your chest. <laughs> anyway, uh, thanks so much for listening, everyone. We'll be back on Friday. We've just seen the new Foo Fighters film, so we're going to be talking about that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Talking about acting, the craft of acting, and more. <laughs> we will uh, be talking about the craft. We of will acting be talking about the craft of acting and, and where it how, lacks that, how difficult that is to get right. Uh, all right, speak to you later, everyone. Bye bye.